Hi, and welcome to Veg Out, the Toronto Vegetarian Podcast. Every week we come to you from the offices of the Toronto Vegetarian Association here at 17 Baldwin Street, just upstairs. And we're also heard every Monday nights at 7.30 p.m. on The Scope, which is Ryerson's campus and community station. Uh, Also repeated a couple times during the week, so if you're hearing us on a random Tuesday afternoon, uh, welcome to The Scope. And you can also find us online at veg.ca. If case you don't know... Um, the, the Toronto Vegetarian Association's mission is to inspire people to choose a healthier, greener, and more compassionate lifestyle through plant-based eating. And on this show, we talk about being vegan and vegetarian, including all the joys and struggles. And we also talk about news and events, and we also talk a lot about food. On today's show, uh, we have me, Jeanette. And John. And Sarah. And I'll, take, uh, I'll ask John to take over. We're going to be talking about... Uh, Yam Chops, their upcoming screening of their episode of Dragon's Den. So it's called Do Dragons Eat Vegans? Um, so we'll, oh my gosh. Ha- we'll be previewing that. Or do dragons eat vegan? Or do vegans eat dragons? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you could go into some sort of Buddhist restaurant somewhere and find a mock dragon on, <laughs> on the menu. Considering the popularity of Game of Thrones, I'm not surprised. Yeah. I was at, uh, a little tangent, I was at the um, Wishing Well Farm Sanctuary and there was a, a child named Khaleesi there, which is a character Game from Thrones. Game of Thrones. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'd heard that Khaleesi was a very popular baby name, but I had not seen it in action. So yes, a little bit of tangent there. When you bring up dragons, I just have to talk about Game of Thrones. <laughs> um, we'll also be talking about a couple events coming up, uh, your Bake Off update, the Tea Festival, and also a really cool vegan fashion pop-up coming to Toronto next week. We'll also be doing our kind of week in the life of a vegan. So I've had a really kind of up and down week um, being a vegan in kind of a corporate setting. Uh, John will also talk about being a vegan in Seattle and eating some amazing vegan pizza. So with all that being said, let's start talking. Sounds like a good plan. So yeah, it is about the the joys and the woes and and all those in between, but let's start off on the right foot. So a, a joy, a win shall we say, is the situation with Yam Chops appearing on Dragon's Den. Yes. Now, I, I walked into the office today, and Sarah informed me of this, and first thing I do is I run to get my agenda so I can pen into the specific date when they're going to be on. So, Sarah, why don't you give us a rundown in terms of what to expect from this? So, on February 10th, tune into Dragon's Den, and you will see Yam Chops giving their pitch to the dragons, and that is about all we know. That's all about. That's all Yam Chops has let out. Um, so basically, you just have to tune in to find out. Yeah. So Dragon's Den is on CBC, and it's a show where a panel of people with money, investors, yeah, yeah, yeah uh, the dragons um, are taking pitches from people with ideas. And and for those who don't know, Yam Chops is essentially what they call a vegetarian butcher and prepared foods. So I don't know exactly, you know. The, the notion behind the vegetarian butchery per se, but it's essentially all vegetarian and I think vegan as well yeah. too, right? So um, they're they're in the junction, no? No, they're in Little Italy. Oh my gosh, okay. I'm yeah. getting, yeah, See. two kind of morphed together for me at some point in time. Um, so they've been around for uh, two years now, almost, and it's great to see them on Dragon's Den and, you know, we're kind of speculating in terms of what to expect in terms of what they're trying to do. Maybe they're trying to branch out to become a a full-fledged chain. Maybe, who knows what they're trying to do. So I think that this is really awesome. And then there was, 
a screening that they're trying to organize, yeah, right? They set up a screening at the Review Cinema in Roncesvalles. Now, if you happen to find out about the screening 12 hours after the invite went out, you were out of luck. <laughs> the tickets sold out fast. I think Sarah's speaking from personal experience with this one, no? Yes, I'm on, I'm on the wait list. I waited 12 hours too long to sign up. So... If that's any indication, dragons maybe should just fork over the money because you have that many people who are interested in seeing what goes on with the uh, with the show, right? So, but if you didn't have a chance to get tickets, you can always you know pick up your yam chops that night and curl up on the couch and watch the episode too. Have maybe, your own private dragons and screening. Maybe we should come up with like with a yam chops potluck or something like that, yes. where anyone who does not have a ticket can get together at a specific location and watch the show. And uh, see what goes down. That's some yam chops. Yeah, maybe we should organize that. Actually, I'm gonna make a note of that right now. <laughs> yam chops potluck. This is below the show notes. Um, sounds like a good plan. So I'm I'm personally very much looking forward to seeing this. Partially, if, again, we're gonna go off on a tangent. I do something similar at the school that I work at, where I play the role of the dragon, and I have kids come up with their own quote-unquote inventions and pitch them to me in terms of whether or not I'm going to invest in them. So and I'm not saying this that I'm biased or anything like that. Honestly, the best presentation that I received last year was someone who invented uh, vegan snack foods. So that I thought was really cool, and yeah, they ended up winning. So, And I don't think that they were just trying to bribe me or anything like that. <laughs> it, was honestly, cool. it was honestly really, really, really well done. So yeah. I thought that that was kind of cool. So maybe this is the first time that a uh, vegan company or a vegan organization has come along and tried to pitch something to you know someone who's not so nice. Because I play a jerk really well when I'm doing that. <laughs> with the kids. Like I'm not very nice at all, <laughs> but it's a lot of fun. Uh, boy, maybe we shouldn't uh, reveal too much more about my work life so I don't get into trouble though. Uh, let's talk a little bit about a week in the life of, so to speak. So. Uh, Jeanette recently had some kind of ups and downs experiences this past week and then the week before I had mostly good ups so since we started off on the right foot maybe we go to the left foot so maybe Jeanette wants to not depress us but maybe make <laughs> us a little more I don't know cognizant of uh, some of the bad things that can happen when uh, you're dealing with uh, people who are not so in tune with the world of veganism. Yeah, um, a, a thing that we often get here in the Resource Center, a lot of questions are about um, how do I be social and be a vegan when all my friends or my coworkers are not even vegetarian? What do I do? Um, so I've often provided the food or picked the place to go to eat, but I found uh, this week was an unusual week because there were a lot of coworkers in from out of town. We had like a two-day kind of off-site conference. So there, automatically I'm like, what am I going to eat for lunch? It's a catered thing, but, um, but kudos to the the Roger Center, they actually had a, a section that was vegan, like clearly labeled, and they actually had food for, for me and also food for gluten-free folks. And I know people are like, well, obviously, like they would have a vegan option. But they, the difference is they had a good vegan option. I've been at another place where the vegan option for lunch at a catered kind of corporate thing was iceberg lettuce salad. So... Um, so you still you run into water. that. It's they gave you water. water, more or less. Let's with be with some yeah. like you know um, dodgy looking tomatoes, like yeah. like you know like the the mushy kind yeah. of clear tomatoes. Yeah. Um, how, much, how much iceberg lettuce do we need to eat to actually feel full at the end of the day? Right. I don't like even would, like I don't yeah. buy iceberg lettuce. That's not a no, thing exactly. that I have in my pantry. Exactly. Like, yeah. or, or my crisper. Yeah. I just drink water. Yeah. 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 
We're not really You're rabbits, guys, man. really. <laughs> so that was that was a positive experience. I know we talked about the negative one, but mm. I will I will just kind of prop up first and say a couple of positive things. Good. My uh, my boss who lives in Vancouver was flying in. He actually brought me vegan cheese from Vancouver, and it's not it was not a, a brand name or anything. It was just he went into a, a local. Uh, Greek shop actually that had all sorts of like meats and cheeses and olives and spreads and whatnot. He went over and saw this this area that was all like handcrafted, locally made vegan cashew cheese, and so he he bought some and brought them over for me on the plane, which I thought was great. So we actually ho- hosted a little wine and cheese at work, and all of the cheese was vegan. Um, and uh, there was another vegan in the office who just started working with us, and I went over to him. I'm like, I ha- there's there's vegan cheese, and then he just, he lost his mind, and we, you know, so everyone ate the vegan cheese, and it was delicious. Um, uh, so the Thursday night, I'm going to say a thumbs up and thumbs down. So a thumbs up to Canteen at King & John for having raw vegan pad thai on your menu. It worked really well because I had to organize a dinner with a few folks from out of town. Uh, they're, they're, I had to find a place that can accommodate a big group uh, nearby, and it worked out really well. And, uh, yeah, I forgot to leave them one of our handy new cards we have here at the Toronto yeah. Vegetarian Association. It says, thank you for having a vegan option on, on your menu. So uh, so I will leave a card for them in the future. And it was actually like a nice dish where uh, everyone else at the table marked when it came in front of me that it actually looked really appealing. And they're like, oh, that's really nice. Yeah. you know. And it was flavorful. So I really good, – good job, Canteen, for doing that. Um, bad job for the – unnamed uh, beer hall on King West. I will not give them publicity, but I'll just say that there was a group of us on Friday coming from another uh, social activity, and I wanted to have dinner with them because I like these people, and a lot of them were from out of town, and I don't get to see them. And the the person who kind of suggested this place looked up for me and said they do have vegan options, I was a bit skeptical, but I'm like, okay, it, it actually says vegan on it, and they had more than one. So we went, we showed up, and the, the options I had were, like, either to go home and not participate or to find another place. I was a little bit stumped based on the area and the time of night and the size of the group that we had, and I knew this place could accommodate it, so I decided to go. I ordered the vegan option. Um, everything was fine for the most part in terms of what it was, but then the people around me were eating things that had a lot of duck fat in it, and I felt really uncomfortable. I said, okay, well, I'll just get through it. You know, um, I'm here to, to talk with the people, not necessarily to, to give them a lecture on what they're eating. Um, even though in my head I was thinking, well, that duck fat may be delicious, but the, do you know what happened to the ducks to get it to there? Anyway, so I went into the washroom, and they had this really disgusting poster up on the wall that, um, I guess, trigger warning for people who uh, are upset about animal cruelty. Um, they had this like kind of cartoon bunny you could see bunny ears coming through like a sausage maker and it just said at the bottom uh we churn your favorite animal into sausages and i was just like aghast i'm like why 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 would you offer vegan options on your menu and then treat your vegan customers like this like you actually are doing a disservice like i don't i didn't know what to say and then i felt really horrible for giving them my like for for buying the vegan sausage and giving them my money and now i'm um, talking with uh john and sarah today i'm going to follow up with them and and ask them why they have that poster up and maybe considering either like removing it or something like i i don't know so it was just another one of those things i'm like okay well, maybe i shouldn't have gone here but then i i wanted to be with these people and i'm like okay well now i got to research what else in that area i could go to in the future yeah, yeah. So it's just one of those kind of like like struggles. Like I just walk out of there shaking my head, and like I felt really uncomfortable. And yeah, maybe what you should do is you should give them one of the cards that says 
thank you for having a vegan option on the menu, but on the other side, but F you for the poster in the bathroom. <laughs> Something along those lines might uh, kind of get the message message across, right? I, and I'm not trying to be too facetious, but I, I, from like even from a business perspective, I don't understand the logic behind that whatsoever. Like you you either turn off some of your meat eating exactly, exactly. So some people don't even won't will just be like, oh yeah, I'm going to come along and order a sausage, and they don't want to think about where it's coming from or what it what is in it or anything like that, right? They're just like, yeah, I'm going to eat a sausage. But as soon as they see something like that, I, I think you're more likely to alienate your customers, regardless of whether or not they're vegan or vegetarian or not, than you are to come along and and get people who are like, oh yeah, I'm really going to go to this restaurant because of the poster that's in the bathroom like that's just ridiculous to me mm-hmm. so anyways just my two cents because when i heard Jeanette tell the story i was pretty angry about the whole thing to be totally honest with you so yeah and i'm not i'm not saying what the name of the place is but you can probably figure out from the description <laughs> they don't so like maybe vowels in their name that's true um <laughs> it's germanic in origin um so maybe you can you if you feel strongly about it as well if you've encountered that um or now that you know that it exists perhaps you could also get in touch with them so there's more than just one or two voices yeah, getting absolutely. in touch with them so uh, i'm not saying to do this i'm just saying yeah yeah this is not the end of the story, I don't think, because if it's written in my agenda, which it is, it's not done. <laughs> it's, it has not been scratched out. Stay I, tuned I, for the follow-up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, we'll, we'll see if we can figure something out for them, because I don't think that that's very cool. Uh, on a more positive note, I will say that um, last week it was mentioned, um, but we were kind of getting towards the end of the podcast, and Anna wanted me to talk a little bit about my experiences with... Uh, spending a day in Seattle, um, and that was at the end of uh, the Christmas break, and it was great. So I had a chance to spend dinner um, with Lisa O. Oh, and for those who do not know Lisa O, oh, and let's see if I can continue to rhyme, Lisa O oh was a volunteer with TBA for like five years. She was the organizer of Veggielicious which still continues to this day, and it gets better and better and better. Um, You know, good all-around volunteer, good all-around person. So it was great to spend a night with her at uh, Vegan Pizza Pie, which I believe was the first vegan pizzeria in the U.S. So that's pretty spectacular. And, yeah, good pizza overall. Like, lots of good things. When we were talking a little bit about it specifically, Jeanette pulled up the menu and she kept scrolling and kept scrolling and kept scrolling and kept scrolling and she's like that was four scrolls yeah four <laughs> scrolls of pizza to get to the to get to the bottom and that's basically what their menu looks like it's pretty thick in terms of what you would expect to see from a uh, a vegan pizzeria so yeah really 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 well done and a whole lot of variety so for those of you who are really into the daya or or the tea, I think it's uh, it, made with teas. So if you're into that type of vegan cheese, that's the predominant type. But if you're not so much into that type of cheese, you can find some without any sort of uh, cheese on it whatsoever or cashew ricotta or different types of tofu cheeses. So there's a wide, wide, wide variety. Again, if you're into kind of more of the mock meats, so like they've got ones with quote-unquote Canadian bacon and pepperoni and sausage and ones which are just more vegetable based so huge variety and i would strongly 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 recommend heading there 
if you're ever in the Seattle area. And apparently Jeanette's wanting to head back just on the basis of looking <laughs> at the menu, right? Well, now I've got to go to Vancouver and get more of this uh, local cheese there. Yeah. And then maybe go down to Seattle yeah, and exactly. eat this pizza. Seattle's not yeah. far from Vancouver. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Maybe we should, at some point in time, we've got to talk about the, the Sarah TVA or Veggie Vegan road trip that she's kind of got yeah. planned. Tofu I think, tour. Yeah, absolutely. The tofu tour? That's yeah. what you guys are going to call it? Excellent. I like that. We'll, we'll get into that at some point in time, but it's basically a, a, a road trip where, you know, all the vegan hotbeds are going to be hit. So, anyways, I don't want to get too much on, onto an aside, but uh, it feels like that's sometimes what we do do here. Uh, let's get us back on track. So we've got some cool events coming up in the not-too-distant future, and I'm going to let the ladies kind of take over with this one because they know a little bit more about it than what I do. We've got the tea festival coming up, and then we've also got this really cool uh, designer who's coming in as well, too. So I don't know if you guys want to arm wrestle decide who goes first with regards <laughs> to talking about the tea festival or the, um, the, uh, the designer who's coming in but we'll do like a mock arm wrestle. I'm going to pass the mic to Sarah because I know she's been hitting the gym pretty hard these days and I know she's super strong. So Sarah, what's going on with the uh, with, with these things? Okay, so these are both taking place next Saturday and Sunday, so January 30th and 31st. Uh, the tea festival is, while not specifically vegan or veg, it's an awesome you know event to go to when you are you know, tired of staying in when it's so cold out, and enjoying lots of different tea samples, um, going to different talks, learning more about tea culture, um, basically just drinking a lot of tea. It's where we discovered the tea bot last year, which like allowed you to make like your own custom blend, and then have a hot cup of like your own custom tea right there. And there was the um, the tea-based um, bear lip balms, which I think everyone has now. They're there, and uh, kombucha, and the uh, most amazing tea latte thing I've ever tried. And now you're part of um, a social group that's going. Yes. so yes. vegetarians in their 20s, we are going there next Saturday. So if you, um, you can find us on Facebook if you're not already a member of the group. Vegetarians in their 20s, 30s, and pretty much anybody is welcome to come join us next Saturday morning as we check out the tea festival. And that's at the um, Toronto Reference Library, yes. the second floor in the Appel Salon, which yes. sounds very lovely. Uh, and it's January 30th and 31st from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Um, both days, yep. I believe. And TVA doesn't have like an actual presence there, but you said that there's just a lot of, yeah, we bumped into a lot a lot of, of vegans uh, and vegetarians present. Yeah. Right. Awesome. So that's one event. The next one is, you probably know a little bit more about this one than I do as well, but it's a Vote, Vote Couture Toronto pop-up next Saturday and Sunday as well. Can you talk a little bit about what Vote Couture is? Yeah, so Vote Couture um, was started by a vegan designer, Miley Heigart. Um, she's based in Brooklyn. And all of her things are, I guess they're made like local to North America. The coats they're bringing up, because they do coats, t-shirts, tanks like with cute vegan messages like I was vegan for, uh, I was vegan before Beyonce um, and then as well as like some nicer like gowns dresses uh, one day I'll have to click like the men's section on the website uh, <laughs> so I can speak a little bit more to that uh, but they're bringing a bunch of stock up to Toronto next weekend and I think there's gonna be a special road price Jeanette was 
saying. Yes, I saw that on uh, on a social media post earlier that the, it's going to be um, like a like a sale price, so probably uh, a couple percentage points off. There's also a code if you're a member of the Toronto Vegetarian Association. If you say yes, and what's the magic code? I'm a Toronto veggie. So if you if you tell them that, then part of um, the your spendings will go to the Toronto Vegetarian Association. So this is, um, people are really excited about this. It's taking place next Saturday and Sunday as well. And that's at 12 Ossington Avenue. And again, that's just two-day pop-up. Judging by the response they've seen on Facebook, you probably want to go earlier on Saturday than later on Sunday. Yeah, it looks like there's a couple hundred people who are interested in going or confirmed going. So, yes, get there early. Oh, and I made sure I said her name wrong. Uh, Rianne. What's the name? What's her name Rianne? That could be one of the one of the organizers. Oh yeah, that's right. We'll find out for sure. But we'll also we'll link to this in our show notes as well. If you just look up Vote Couture, which is V A U T E, Couture. Yes. Yep. I was like ninety nine percent sure. No, sounds like a good plan. So, you know, again, when it comes to arriving early to events, earlier is kind of always the better. And the same can be said specifically with regards to the Totally Fabulous Vegan Bake Off, which is coming up on March the 20th. Um, And it will be at the same location as it was last year. Remind me of the name? Uh, Daniel Spectrum. That's right. Daniel Spectrum. Which is in uh, Regent Park on Dundas. Yep. And, you know... Sarah and I kind of armed the doors last year, and, you know, if you arrive early, it's a good idea because it means you don't have to wait in line as long um, because there will be a lineup to make sure that everything is is done properly. So you have to sign a waiver to ensure that um, you understand that you're trying homemade samples for the most part, and it's just a, a good way to ensure that you get the tickets that you want to have because they will sell out guaranteed and they will sell out fast for sure so i think that the ticketing is going to be done the same way as it has been for the past couple of years where you buy the tickets online and then you show up so you know sarah and i kind of know a little bit of the background with regards to the that side of the the story with the bake-off and Jeanette is kind of got the hamster wheel in her head going with regards to what she's planning on on baking for that specific day so Jenna, what's the what's the thought process for you with regards to um what what your line of thinking is because last week we were talking to lisa lee and she kind of i don't want to say she spilled the beans so to speak but she kind of gave a little bit of a teaser in terms of what she was planning on doing what's your, what's your thought process right now well i'm gonna be speaking with my niece tomorrow we always enter as a team and it's she's a little bit of a ringer because she's actually in school right now um <laughs> to become a pastry chef she's in well she's in like a hospitality and management program but uh she she works at uh a catering company she's made in the past we've picked things that she was very experienced at making so one weekend at her job she made like 500 cake balls so oh we made gosh. we made cake balls one year for the for the bake-off this is only going to be our, our third year i was thinking of maybe doing like a raw uh, cheesecake type thing a cheesecake bar um so we we're just we were looking at recipes like that we were looking at maybe donut holes i'm not sure it's uh my original plan i was going to make vegan rugula but I think to, to make the amount that we need would be way too expensive because yeah. I'd have to find I'd have to buy like vegan like tofurdy cream cheese, mm-hmm. and I just don't know if I if I want to 
Uh, I mean, you I love like, the Bake Off. I love all the vegans, but I'm just not sure if, it's if I want like to put that much money into it. It's almost like you need a distributor to do something like that. Yeah, or right? need a sponsor yeah. or something. And I would wear like I would wear their logo on my back yeah. and like hand out coupons or something. Maybe that's a good idea. You should put it in your agenda, and then it'll get done. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, maybe I will look into that. I'm going to write that down. Yeah, Jeanette sponsored. <laughs> Sounds like a good plan. I like where this is going. So but, I mean, it's only be worthwhile if I'm a successful baker because I don't think they would want no, no. someone um, making anyway. something which is not so good. Yeah. yeah. Okay, bring yeah. it by here for a couple Saturdays. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, yeah, I'll get, I'll get quotes from everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Sarah says, yum. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so basically you're in R&D mode then for the most part, Yeah, right? I've been looking, just scouring my cookbooks at home, getting some ideas. Because you don't want to use a recipe. I mean, you can just use a recipe that is standard, that is someone else's uh, recipe. I think uh, I think that's okay. Um, I kind of like to, to, to vary it and add an ingredient. Yeah. I've done chocolate the last two years, so I don't think I want to do chocolate this year. So I think that's the thing. I want to change up what I'm doing, make it something that's unique, um, but not have it cost, uh, uh, you know, uh, like a million um, uh, dollars, you know yeah. rent you know so <laughs> so I'm trying I'm thinking and I you know I've got I've got a call with uh, with my niece tomorrow and we'll we'll figure it out and yeah the registration opens January 28th so it's coming up pretty soon for all the aspiring bakers out there and if you've never entered and you're scared to it's a lot of fun like yeah. it seems daunting to create a hundred things but if you're let's say you're making like brownies or like something in a pan you just basically have to make a bigger thing of that or make a couple of batches of that and then cut it up into a sample size. So it's not it's not as uh, overwhelming as you think it might be. We were kind of crazy the first year and made these crazy, like, um, bombs, chocolate bombs. So it was a lot of decorating and adding little bits of stuff to it and, like, dipping um, cereal into melted chocolate. So we won't do that again this year. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You do hear stories of people who are, you know, up all night kind of thing. To, to produce it, and uh, kudos to them for being willing to, to dedicate that much of their time for the cause, right? Because it really is a cause. Like you, yeah. I think you do get a lot of people who are in there who it's their first experience with anything really vegan-related. So for them to get in there and be like, wow, I can't believe that this is vegan. This was my brother-in-law last year. Those were his exact words, right? And, you know, he, he, he means well, but he says things like, I can't believe vegan tastes so good. And I'm like, what, what does vegan taste like? <laughs> but, you know, it, that's kind of the, the notion that he's that he's giving off, right? Is that, yeah, vegan food is is spectacular. And uh, I, like I said, I think you get a lot of people who are just like, doesn't matter if it's got the word vegan in front of the bake-off. They just show up because it's a bake-off. So it's like, yeah, lots of great desserts and let's go. So... Awesome for uh, everyone who's participating in that again. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also maybe uh, submit a savory item if yeah. you yes. want it to be different as well. Yeah. Uh, we we got, always get feedback for all of our baking events that there should be more savory items. So yeah. that's not an option. There's also raw categories, gluten-free categories. So there's there's lots of um, lots of ways that you can participate. Or you can volunteer as well. Yeah. But if yeah. you would like to bake, when's the, uh, su- the uh, startup? Or sign-up date? January 20th. Yes. Yes. Um, I should also mention, if you want some practice, the the Vegan Baking Group, which is one of the social groups from the Toronto Vegetarian Association, we will be doing an event in uh, the first weekend of March. We're still just working out the details. It'll probably be uh, a Saturday afternoon where you can come and 
uh, if you are signed up for the Bake Off and you want to practice something, um, you can bring you can bring your item to the to our baking meetup and try it and get feedback. Or if you're not entering the Bake Off, but you just there's always, there's a recipe that you've always wanted to try but had no reason to. This is like the experiment experimentation process. You can come to the event. So we'll we'll talk about that uh, in the coming weeks as well. So, have, like, a little, like, non-disclosure, like, I'm not going to share your ingredients. <laughs> oh, I think, I think we'll be okay. At that point, everyone's kind of locked in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I think uh, we've run out of time here for another edition of Veg Out, the Toronto Vegetarian Podcast from the Toronto Vegetarian Association and The Scope, Ryerson's Campus Community Station. If you have feedback or questions or ideas, you can always email us at tvp at veg.ca. You can drop by the Resource Centre Wednesdays 6 to 9 p.m., Saturdays 1 to 4 p.m. And from everyone here, Sarah, John, and myself, Veg Out. <laughs>